listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, I mean, the Vegas Strip or rural America, you pick. It's straight out of Vegas. For the next hour, we'll look at some spreads, numbers, recap the night in college football, and get you ready for week nine of the National Football League as Hawaii. Hawaii is pushing it into the red zone. The fighting Todd Grahams looking to make a game of this with 348 to go against San Diego State, who was handed its first loss last week. Welcome in. Bernie's out. So if if I'm understanding my math right, Bo Benson's uh, producing, Chris Perfett's running the show, and the wheels are still, which means Perfett is here until, like, I don't know, um, tomorrow night at midnight. Brian Finley on updates. If I'm understanding this correctly, gentlemen, Perfett, we, we technically – don't have four hours tonight. We have five hours tonight, and we have an hour that's really not truly going to count, right? Like, if it falls back, it never really happened. Or maybe maybe we look at it this way. It's an hour we almost get to do again, right? It's like a redo. I think it's a fair way to look at it. We get Whenever I was a kid, it was called a D.O. You would get a do-over. So we're getting a do-over for an hour tonight. It's the best way I can look at it. Because in the span of going, uh, you love this night, right? You love fallback when you're off and you get to sleep. And, and everyone, oh, man, I get that extra hour of sleep for the National Football League or whatever it might be. And maybe for some that are gluttons for punishment, like uh, obviously we, we are, you enjoy because you get that extra hour of pay. But I, I was told there would be no math tonight, but from my understanding – have we decided which hour is truly the fallback hour? Are we looking at what, like 2 a.m. Central, 3 Eastern? Is that right? Anyone? Bueller? Am I on the air? Check one, two, one, two. Anyway, we'll play it out as the show goes on here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, straight out of Vegas. Bernie's out. Uh, we'll recap the day in college football. And later on in the program, and when I say later on in the program, to me, <laughs> I'm not going to have all the magical numbers that Bernie has for you here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, but I've dug deep to try to find some trends and might help you out a little bit, and we'll get to Aaron Rodgers later in the show. We'll get to the wild week that was. I mean, if you think about where this show originates from, typically, it was a disastrous week in Vegas, arguably one of the worst weeks that we've had in the short history of the Las Vegas Raiders. But maybe if you think about the history of the Raiders in general, and it was sad, tragic, disappointing, and horrific, all those terms. And now the Raiders have to go play a football game today. We're going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out what that's going to look like. And it's so weird because – I've thought about this a lot because, as I've said many times, and as my friends joke, you know, you, when you meet someone, say, like, "Oh, hey, my name's Chris. What's your name? Oh, I'm so and so. What do you do? Well, I'm I'm a Raiders fan." Is usually like the first thing I say. It, it takes like 20 seconds for it to get out, but it has been a wild and shocking month, you know. And and to try to come to grips with the the why behind it. The, the the what behind it and the how is just enraging and frustrating. And I think you heard Derek Carr talk this week and s- some people were taking shots, but I think it was because Derek Carr felt 
a certain sense of responsibility. And I think in every Raider that's talked since you've, you've sensed that. So it's not going to be the crux of this show, but when you think about just the, the, the tragic nature of this week, how can this team possibly now move on and play a football game? We'll dive into it from a numbers perspective. But as the Hawaii Warriors have kicked a field goal to make it, what, 17-10 to 10 now late in that game, let's dive through what we've learned tonight in college football. Now, first and foremost, I'm not going to try to get too caught up in projecting what happens on Tuesday because I've been one of those people that have allowed myself to get too angry, too fired up, too pissed, whatever, whenever it comes to playoff rankings because they don't make a lot of sense to me. And I I tweeted this earlier, and it's funny because anything that I throw out there usually comes from a perspective of kind of how Oklahoma feels, but that wasn't even necessarily my point. I feel like in the college football rankings, specifically the playoff rankings, and that's kind of – where we are right now, we're in ranking season. You know, I had the whole preseason. Now we're in the middle of ranking season. The ideas, the reasonings, the logic, it's a constantly moving goalpost, right? And it always changes. So some people say, oh, that's the same way that people deal with the COVID conversation. Ah, we're not getting there. Tonight. But it, it's almost as if the goalposts are constantly moving and, and the rationale and the reasoning is consistently and constantly changing. Let me give you my, for instance, behind this, then we'll hit some highlights from tonight. Ohio State plays a tough, tight game today against Nebraska. Terms that are used, gritty, tough road win. Earlier in the season, an Oklahoma team played a tight game with Nebraska. Disappointing, embarrassing. These games are too close. It's the reality of it. And it's... Literally the same thing that the selection committee said when they were talking about teams like the Sooners and Wake Forest. Now, Wake Forest did a pretty good job of eliminating themselves from that conversation tonight. But it's fascinating whenever you see how constantly changing the narrative is. I've, I've been of the belief that part of this would change for college football fans if they let more than one person talk. Oh, you got to have a uni- unified front. We're not morons. We're not dopes. We know not everyone in that room completely and totally agrees with each other. Because if they did, that would be the dumbest thing ever. And I wish that we could better understand and we were given reasonings why certain teams were placed where they were. But they put one guy in in Gary Barta, bless his heart, who's trying real hard, and all he can ever say about a team is, well, you know, we respect their body of work. Meanwhile, they gush and gush over certain teams that are in that top four that maybe don't belong. So, you look at what happened with Ohio State and Nebraska today. Gritty. You look at what happened with Alabama and LSU. Oh, fighting a way to get past your rival. Meanwhile, it, it shouldn't – LSU's a bad football team. They're a bad football team. If you're the number two team in the country, you should be kicking the absolute S out of a four-win football team. Period. If you're number two. You should be doing what Georgia is doing. Now, now, if you're playing Georgia, playing a ranked team, playing a top five, top ten team, I get it. And no, this isn't coming from someone who bet on Pama and is mad because they didn't cover. I mean, listen, I thought Oregon Oregon was the team that kind of had me triggered that showed up in the top four because I don't know how you could lose to a three-win football team and still be a top four team. And also, I play that well. 
against teams like California who, oh, by the way, lost to Arizona today. And if you lose to Arizona, it's a requirement. You have to shut down your football program. So it was a great run, Cal, from Aaron Rodgers, you know, Kyle Bowler. Names, I mean, great run. But sorry, your football program is done. So I, I guess for me, Oregon is a team that I look at and say, dang, man, they got a break. But what did they do when they went out today? They played a tight game in horrible conditions against a rival, but they took care of business. Now, some would debate and say this has kind of been what they've done the last few weeks. Fair. Fair enough. But that was brutal. Brutal up in Seattle today. So kudos to Oregon for at the very least going out and taking care of business. But let's see how those goalposts move. Suddenly their loss to Stanford looks much worse after what happened to Stanford on Friday night. Does that matter? In the eyes of the committee, I don't know. It sure doesn't seem like it, right? So I guess my point in bringing this all up is, number one, it's been an incredibly exciting year in college football, right? I mean, just an absolute blast. There's been so many great games. I was looking at the sporting news. Bill Bender had a list of the top 10 best games in college football, and it's kind of wild when you think about just the the, the madness that took place in the first three weeks of this college football season and how as we, what, just put a wrap on week nine or getting ready to with 2.30 left in this San Diego State-Hawaii game, how how much fun there's still left, right? You've got an Auburn-Alabama game coming up. You've got all the big matchups in the Big Ten still to come. You've got Oklahoma playing Oklahoma State later in the season. You have got a lot to get to as far as the college football slate is concerned. So with that in mind, I've loved everything about this college football season. I've also come to accept that it doesn't matter unless you're in the top four. (laughs) And that's the reality of it. I mean, fan bases, especially with power programs, blue chip programs, they couldn't care less about your bids to the Cotton Bowl unless it's part of the playoff. Sorry, Rose Bowl, it's not the same. I get it. I get it. We, we, we We might have to scrap on that one a little bit tonight, and that's fine. But bottom line, more than anything else, Oregon's not planning to get to the Rose Bowl. They're planning to get to the national championship game. That's the consolation prize. So I don't know how things are going to be viewed on Tuesday. But struggling at home against LSU is one thing for Alabama. I don't know if it's going to drop them. But I will say this. When you struggle at home to my beloved alma mater, the University of Tulsa Golden Hurricane, you are going to pay a price. And I don't care how great Cincinnati's been this year. They're going to pay a price for what went down today. So quickly, let's go through some of the big plays of the day. Grab a timeout, start diving into the NFL schedule tomorrow. First, Georgia made it look easy. Absolutely dominating today against Missouri. And in the red zone, we'll snap it, throw it to Burton on the right flat. 15, 10, 5, got a block. Touchdown, corner of the end zone. Got a terrific block inside the 5 and jumps across the goal line just inside the front right pylon dominating Georgia by the way it's kind of funny I lived the college football slate today on Twitter which is a grave mistake because Twitter's pretty dumb but Missouri jumped on top in this game three zip and apparently some of y'all haven't watched Missouri this year final score 43 to 6 Eli Drinkwitz kicked a field goal in the fourth quarter with his team down 43 to 3 okay Meanwhile, number two was struggling at home. 
Alabama was in all kinds of trouble against LSU, but were able to shut him down late. The game is over. Alabama wins 20 to 14. Thanks, Eli Gold and the Alabama Radio Network. LSU had its opportunities late in this game. They had a fourth down and goal. Ed Orgeron went for it. Uh, instead of kicking a field goal that could have pushed it to a one, well, it was a one-position game, but a field goal game. Unfortunately, they, they couldn't convert on fourth down if you're an LSU fan. And then they got the ball back with about 20 seconds left and no timeouts. But uh, Alabama stayed strong, and the Tide went at 20-14. And the question will be obvious and, and omnipresent. Is this a situation where it's going to hurt Alabama in the long run? I think it will. Meanwhile, upset city, Michigan State, to me, was the team that should have been number two in the playoff rankings. They weren't, and they showed how much of a moron I am. O'Connell brings a man in motion. They hand it off straight ahead to DeRue. DeRue dragging tacklers. He is in for the touchdown. King DeRue with a one-yard rush, his second touchdown of the season, and Purdue goes back on top. 40, 40 to 29, Purdue ends up beating Michigan State. I don't want to say dashing the national championship hopes of Michigan State quite yet because I still think they're in that mix, kind of like Michigan still is, where they kind of control their own destiny. But we'll get to that conversation later in the program here on Straight Out of Vegas. Meanwhile, Oregon took care of business, beating Washington. It was an ugly game. It was a nasty game. The elements definitely played a role in that game. Oregon gets the win. Ohio State struggled at home with Nebraska and needed some plays late to seal the game. Martinez back to pass. Rolls to his right. Martinez cranks and fires, and it is intercepted. Steel Chambers came up with a football as that was intended for a receiver, and Steel Chambers, a linebacker, gives Ohio State their 11th interception of the season and their first takeaway today, and with 56 seconds to play, the Buckeyes have the ball, and that should seal the deal. 26-17 to 17 now. Ohio State hosts the giant killer, Purdue, who, by the way, all Purdue has done is beat teams and crush their playoff hopes, right? Uh, When Iowa was undefeated, they handed them their first loss. They handed Michigan State their first loss, and now they've got an opportunity to do so this weekend, or this coming weekend, against Ohio State. Meanwhile, meanwhile, everybody's favorite, Cincy, had a chance to really make a statement Game day was there. They were rolling the Tulsa Golden Hurricane in the third corner. It was 28-12, to but TU fought back, made it 28-20, and then had a chance. Fourth and goal at the Cincy 1. On fourth and goal. Anderson gets hit, extends the ball, loses the ball. It rolls into the end zone. There's a pile in the middle of the end zone. Cincinnati has the ball. Cincinnati recovered it. I, listen, I'm a homer. That's my alma mater. I thought I thought the guy was over the goal line, but it is what it is. Tulsa loses 28-20. to By the way, uh, Cincy fumbled on a snap to down the football at their, like, what, own two-yard line. So they were literally taking a knee with about a minute left in the game to win it, and they fumbled the snap. Not looking like a top-four team in that instance. Final score, 28-20. Meanwhile, first loss of the season for Wake Forest as they fall to North Carolina. Final score. For the second straight year, a remarkable comeback. 
from the Tar Heels. The students will spill out of the stands to come celebrate on the field as Wake Forest undefeated season comes to an end in Chapel Hill. The Deeks entered 8-0, top 10 in the nation, and had an 18-point lead in the third quarter. Carolina storms back and for the second consecutive season is able to upend the Deeks in dramatic fashion. This time the final will be 58-55. It's a 31-point fourth quarter between the two teams. That's just insane. Now, this does eliminate the ACC from the college football playoff. Granted, those hopes were on life support to begin with. But you're looking at a Wake Forest team that went into the fourth quarter with a 48-34 lead, two-score lead, and watched it fall apart as they lose to North Carolina once again. And a couple of other scraps here quickly. Boy, that quality win for Ohio State took a hit today. Back to pass, deep drop, throwing it right over the middle. It's intercepted. Ah! Kirby Joseph has got it down to one knee. And the Illini are going to spring another upset in the Big Ten. And they've shaken up the Big Ten West race. Illinois has now beaten Penn State and Minnesota in back-to-back. Oh, well, I get two of the last three weeks. Final score, fighting Illini 14 Minnesota 6, and in a really fun game between Arkansas and Mississippi State, they were calling the Hogs. Good snap. The kick is on the way. It's a line drive. He missed it. He missed it. Arkansas wins. He missed it to the left, and the Razorbacks have won it. Man, there's emotion in the building right now as the Hogs come back and win it and survive the third missed field goal attempt of the day by the Bulldogs. Now, I'm not here to pile on a kid. That's not what I want to do. But in the history, and I mean the history, of game-winning field goals, that, my friends, was the absolute worst. It doesn't get any more, what's the best, aesthetically unappealing than that was from a game-winning perspective from Texas A&M. Oh, our game tying, I should say. So Arkansas wins. And then one other quick SEC highlight, because Texas A&M still alive to potentially play in the SEC championship game, needed their defense to get it done. Two receivers to the left, now in motion from left to right, goes Javarius Johnson, fake to Bigsby. Knicks, fumbled the football, and is loose, picked up by Clements, 20, 15, 10, 5, There you go. There you go. Uh, That's a snapshot of the college football slate tonight. A lot of underdogs cashing today to see LSU, to see Nebraska. Ohio State did not. Good teams win, great teams cover, right? Ohio State didn't cover. It was tough for the top 25 tonight. Cincinnati did not do so against Tulsa. And now we're watching late to see if Hawaii can't force overtime and at least push through the first of five hours that we've got. Okay, when we come back, straight out of Vegas, Bernie Fratto out. I'm Chris Plank. Let's dive into some numbers, spreads, different things to keep an eye on as we hit week nine of the National Football League next here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Adam Schefter has started to lay out his notes for stories to keep an eye on for today's games. We'll dive into it. I guess not quite today yet on the West Coast as we welcome you into straight out of Vegas, straight out of Oklahoma tonight is where we are. And we've got you through the time change here on Fox Sports Radio. So we'll open up the phones coming up whenever Bo Benson decides at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And as always, as always, available on Twitter, hit us up at Plank Show. That's at Plank Show. We'll run down the entire crew as, man, this is... We got a lot, boys. We got a lot on the show tonight. It's brought to you in part by Discover, who matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. We got a full recap of the week coming up next hour. Some carts and wits conversations. What's next for OBJ? Uh, I've got a lot on Derek Carr to get to. For some reason, I guess we need another Tom Brady documentary. We'll get into the college football playoff frustration and ranking season. We could have more firings and why you never want to give up on a team now. Even the Lions, Chris Perfett, though bye week, right? So now we regroup. Nothing regroup. can hurt me. Nothing can hurt me on the bye week. At least right now, we 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 can we can still see. It can still happen. It's kind of wild because you know you look back earlier, not not to turn it into a whole Lions conversation, which we can. Um, we really don't need to. Well, we, we could. Because they could, should be better, record-wise. I, I care about you, and I care about your reputation doing national radio, and the Lions are not a starter on national radio. I don't know. Well, I'm already a segment in when you guys weren't paying attention to me, so mm. it's not a starter, bro. Uh, so, Chris Perfett on the wheels of steel. Bo Benson, who is sharing the college football ranking frustration with me tonight, Bo. I, uh, I do believe, yeah, that was by not the way. not fun. No, um, today was weird for me. And I have a lot of thoughts about that, too. That's awful. Uh, on the rankings? Uh, we'll get to them. We, yeah, we, we, yeah we, get, we got five hours, boys. Um, this was weird for me today because it's a bye week for Oklahoma. And uh, in my nine-to-five job, I cover Oklahoma Sooner Athletics. And it, they've, they've gone nine weeks without a bye. And I don't think this has ever been something that has happened for Oklahoma. I think – at least in my time. I think it went back to like 2002 or something like that the last time this had happened. And it seems odd to have a bye this late in the season, though there's a handful of teams that do. There were times today where I was in a situation, I'm like, I'm supposed to be somewhere right now, or I'm not at a stadium, so I don't know what's going. So it was a weird day for me, Bo, but I I feel good about the way things played out for our beloved Sooners today, don't you? Yeah, I I felt like I had so much free time today. Um, (laughs) I did did feel lost a couple times. I was like, is there something I'm missing right now? Or or maybe someone that has actually paid attention to Oklahoma very closely might say you have much less indigestion today than you typically do. Yeah, game day. Oh, boy. (sighs) And 
And as always on updates, Brian Finley is with us. He's already put the preview video out on Twitter <laughs> if you follow him, and he'll have our Pac-12 update later. What's going on, b How are you, man? Chris, good to chat with you, and a bye week for UCLA, so that is a good thing here, trying to turn things around do, here towards the latter part of the season. Do you remember having a bye this late in the season? I don't, but we were playing in week zero as well. So uh, this is true. this is by week Why? number two, and it couldn't okay. come at a better time right now, considering that this team is looking to, you know, finish strong after there was so much hope and promise coming out of the year with the early wins against LSU and Hawaii. I have a question, uh, Bo. Are we doing two preview tweets for the show, or are we just going to go with the one? It's your call. I don't so, care. You know. Stuff call right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the night goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I've got one of my favorite crews to work with. Perfect, awesome on his opinions and perspective. I've got Bo to keep me grounded, and Brian Finley, who covers college football as tight as anyone, coming up over the next uh, four hours and thirty minutes. But it's not like I'm counting down. Now, I mentioned that Adam Schefter has started to lay out his notebook, and one note just broke before we get to Finley's update. Von Miller might not be able to go later on Sunday night for the Rams against the Titans. They're going to have to test in pregame warmups a sprained ankle that has left him questionable. So I was pretty fired up, pretty excited to see how things would click with Von Miller and Robert Quinn. And Well, I'm not sorry. Sorry, I'm going back old school. Von Miller and Aaron Donald and then obviously Jalen Ramsey on that defense. But lo and behold, it looks like he is questionable right now with that sprained ankle. Also, Robert Woods and Jalen Ramsey both listed as questionable for Sunday night's game with the Rams. We'll keep an eye on this developing story throughout the evening here on Fox Sports Radio. But before we get into some numbers to keep an eye on, let's dive into what's trending. Brian Finley is in the house with all the latest scores, updates, and news you need. Chris, we just finished our last college football game at the FBS level over in Honolulu where number 24 San Diego State hangs on against Hawaii 17-10. to The Bows were driving at the end of the fourth quarter. They got to right around the 20-yard line of the Aztecs and then ran out of time. And that game was seen on FS1. The Aztecs improved 8-1 on the season. From earlier, number four Oregon roars off 21 straight points as they stick it to Washington 26-16. Now, an interesting side note that does not have anything to do with the outcome here. The UW head coach, Jimmy Lake, there's video of this where he takes a shot and he pops one of his players in the helmet and, and, and shoves him aside there after that said player got into an argument with an Oregon player. And now the UW AD and Jen Cohen's put out a statement to the Athletics saying, quote, we are aware of an interaction between head coach Jimmy Lake and a student athlete during the first half of Saturday's game. We have high expectations of the conduct of our coaches and we are working to gather more information on this matter. Close quote. If you want to see the video, it is all over social media and Twitter. Number seven, Michigan popping Indiana 29 to seven. Cade McNamara had two touchdown tosses. 22nd ranked Iowa hangs on against Northwestern 17 to 12. Wildcats quarterback Andrew Marty Tough night, tough day out there. Three interceptions for him and one touchdown toss. Number two, Alabama 
No steamrolling against LSU. More like a bar crawl over the Tigers. <laughs> 20 to 14. Well Thank you. Crimson Tide. I can't believe this, Chris. The Crimson Tide, six yards rushing in the in, in the whole game. I just it it is befuddling to me to think that that's the case. Purdue victorious with the upset over number three Michigan State, 40 to 29. So the Spartans suffer their first loss of the season under head coach Mel Tucker. Sixth ranked Cincinnati gets the job done against Chris Plank's Tulsa Gold. And Hurricane 28 to 20. That was close. You probably had some optimism at the end there. The Bearcats do get to 9 and 0 on the season with that victory. Of course, ESPN College Game Day was there. A win for number 11 Oklahoma State over West Virginia. Arkansas shuts down 17th ranked Mississippi State 31 to 28. 12th ranked. Baylor falls to TCU and 10th ranked Notre Dame gets the job done against Navy as Kyron Williams for the Fighting Irish had 95 yards rushing and two touchdowns. And I'll leave you with this, Chris, before I send it back to you. One mention in the NBA, the Trailblazers drubbed the Lakers 105 to 90. So we know that LeBron James is not playing because of that ab strain. Anthony Davis only played seven minutes because he was dealing with a stomach illness and he threw up multiple times before the game. And now L.A. is 5-5 five and five on the season. And I think it's too early to panic, Chris, but probably not the start they were looking for as they send it back to you. Thanks. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that, Brian, and I'm not trying to be a smartass when I say this. Sure. I legitimately forget the NBA season has started until I look <laughs> yeah. up and see the highlights so you give the scores. I mean, I know this sounds horrible, and I get it. You know, Perfet saying talking Lions isn't a national conversation starter. He's right. Maybe I'm, I'm making NBA guys hate me, but I'm watching this highlight of Luka hitting a game winner, and I'm like, ah, that's cool. This is preseason? What's going on? I literally cannot accept that the season has started yet, and, and college basketball starts on Tuesday. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Thanks. Thanks, Brian Finley. By the way, the final score of that Mavs game that he was talking about, 107-104, Luca. Is that I, – I guess I've got to stop being I care about the NBA on Christmas. And then that's when the season starts for me. Because at that point, the football playoffs for the NFL, college football, yeah, getting ready for a, the four-team playoff. There's a lot of moving parts, but, hey, it's like, okay, now I'm ready for basketball in my life. At that point, it's halfway over. So I'll do my best, but I will have no numbers and spreads for you as it pertains to the NBA over the next 30 minutes here of Straight Out of Vegas. Bernie is out. The whole crew is here, though. They're carrying me on Fox Sports Radio. All right. We mentioned Adam Schefter has started to clear out his notepad, which is something that typically happens around this time every single Saturday night into a Sunday morning. The Von Miller story is rather interesting. Here's what everyone has their eye on today, and that's what happens in Arizona. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, questionable. Questionable for today due to a sprained ankle. He's expected to test that ankle in pregame before Arizona makes a final decision on his status. The Cards want to be careful. If Murray can't start, Colt McCoy will. Now, I can't help but wonder, and Perfett, I think we've – I'm workshopping a conversation for like hour seven that we've got this morning. But I wonder, because the Cowboys were overly cautious last week with Dak Prescott, right? That I mean, I think when we look back now, Dallas won that game. Probably had no business winning it. But they did so without Dak in a game that he probably could have gone. I can't help but wonder if you're you're playing well, got a pretty good record in a 17-week season, if teams are going to be a little bit more cautious. 
workshopping it. Don't know if I'm 100% behind it. Um, or if you just if you can go, you're going to go. I think but, no, I think you've got something there, especially okay. especially right. with that division. But yeah, you're workshopping it. I've got some thoughts on that too. Okay, so, good, good, yeah. good. So we'll table that one for later in the program. Also, another player to keep an eye on is Rashad Bateman. The Ravens wide receiver is listed as questionable for their game against the Vikings per source. So we'll roll through all of the notes that Schefter's thrown out coming up here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, we're brought to you in part by Discover, who matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. All right, a couple of nuggets for today slash tonight or for those of you on the West Coast coming up tomorrow. I am fascinated by two matchups. Browns-Bengals, one Eastern is the first one. Cincinnati, (laughs) it's hard to look past what happened last week, right? And I get it. Like White got hurt. He didn't play against the Colts outside of what, maybe a drive. So the bottom fell out of that rather quickly. And it doesn't make a lot of sense that the two wins for the Jets this year are against what we perceive as two of the better teams in the AFC in the Titans and the Bengals. But Cincinnati's on a pretty good run against Cleveland. They've covered 10 of their last 12 meetings with the Browns, including both meetings last year. And Cleveland has not been good against the number, which is they're a two-and-a-half-point dog, at least that's at last check. They're 0-7 against divisional opponents since the start of last season. Cleveland is also 0-3 against the spread against teams with winning records. And by the way, um, straight up, <laughs> straight up for Cleveland right now against teams with winning records, they're, they're 0-3 as well. They haven't beaten a team with a winning record this year. Yes, Denver's 4-4. Four and four. Sure, Minnesota and Chicago, you can argue a little bit better than the records. Houston, blah. So... Uh, here's why this is fascinating to me beyond those numbers. I want to see what the reaction is going to be sans Odell Beckham Jr. Cleveland has not done a good job protecting the football this year. In fact, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. Now, no one's touching the Jaguars, Jets, and Chiefs right now in the turnover margin. Jaguars and Chiefs are minus 11. Jets are minus 12. The closest team to them is San Francisco at minus six. But Cleveland has not been good, at least for what the Browns were supposed to be this year, protecting the football. They're minus three. Big storyline to keep an eye on. And that number has stayed right around two and a half. Cincinnati looking to bounce back. How do they handle a little adversity after not handling success well? One Eastern. The other game that I'm, <laughs> at least from a numbers perspective, intrigued by, because I've, I've looked at this a thousand times, and it still doesn't seem right. I like Jalen Hurts. I like what the Eagles have done. I think that, you know, they've beaten the teams maybe that they're supposed to beat, and they've lost to the teams that they're supposed to lose to. But, I mean, this game is, is in Philly, but it's not like it's overseas. <laughs> I mean, it's. I get it. It's a West Coast team going to play in the East Coast, but this line opened with the Chargers as a three-point favorite, and it's down to one and a half right now, with what appears to be a very manageable over/under to for under betters at forty-nine and a half right now. 
So I, I dug a little deeper. I was trying to find something. There's nothing in the numbers that justify this unless people are just out on the Chargers right now. All three of the Chargers road games have gone under the total this year. Jalen Hurts, by the way, history. He's never been a home favorite in his NFL career. Three and two against the spread entering this weekend. And the Chargers, two and one outright as road underdogs this season. Those two games pop to me because I feel like the wrong team is favored. I think Cleveland can go beat Cincinnati. I feel like that this is a weekend to where a Burns release. They've got a really good defense. Getting their guys back and healthy, running the football. You're not trying to force things to Odell Beckham. I think they can. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, by the way, between Cleveland and Cincinnati. I think that'll be a fun game. Chargers and Eagles, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, the Chargers are an infinitely better team than the Eagles, but yet they're only a point and a half favorite. Those, to me, are two games that I look at, and it just seems like easy money. But usually, when something seems too good to be true, it usually is. Two games I've got an eye on. I've got numbers on every single NFL game that we'll get to next to wrap up straight out of Vegas before we dive into four hours of nonstop complaining about Aaron Rodgers. I'm only kidding. My name is Chris Blank, and for Bernie Fratto with the crew on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! All right, let me give you a nugget on every game before we get out of here. Chris Blank, and for Bernie Fratto. I've got you for the next four hours, and it's up to Bo Benson. Whenever he wants to open up the phone lines at 877-99 on Fox, your call. We don't have to, but I'm just saying it's available. Hit me up on Twitter, too, at Plank Show. And if you aren't aware, the entire crew is available on Twitter. You can follow Bo. Let's see how well I do here. Uh, Bo is at Bo, B-E-A-U, T. Benson. Finley, see, one for one. Uh, Brian Finley. Oh, I didn't spell your last name right. Brian, what's your Twitter handle? How can people find you on Twitter? Yeah, it's Brian with a Y and then Fenley, F-E-N-L-E-Y. And Chris Perfett is just that, at Chris Perfett, two Ts on Twitter, with one of the greatest avies in the history of ever. Fantastic. Oh, you I, like that? I do. I do. I, 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 I like my anime. What can I say? I, I, you know what? I don't even know what it is, but it always cracks me oh, up. It's, and I it's, always. Yeah. Real quick plug, it's Vinland Saga. It's on Amazon Prime. If you enjoy animated shows about Vikings killing each other, it's always a good time. <laughs> I feel like I see anime commercials every time I watch the most important TV show in the history of mankind, Rick and Morty. But that's just me and my 12-year-old mind. Do you want to do your soccer segment? I feel bad. I, I keep forgetting that you have this. I, you know if, me. If you're down to talk about it, like I want to make sure you're down to talk about it. I have no idea what's going on, so you'd have to explain it to me like I'm a three-year-old, just so you know. That's fine. That's, All right. that's how we usually do it. All right, before, <laughs> before I get to a nugget from each NFL game, what do you have in the sport of football, Chris Perfett? Oh no, we usually do that later on. I haven't even put anything together for you. Oh yet. S, okay. My other bad. than other than here. other than talk about maybe the Manchester Derby, but I don't want to get it to here while you got some lines to get to. Okay, okay, let's go then. Uh, I mentioned that Cleveland Cincinnati is interesting to me since he has been really good against Cleveland in ten of its last twelve meetings. Meanwhile, Dallas is the only team in the NFL that's 7-0 and against the spread. They're the fourth team in the last 20 seasons to do so. I was digging a little deeper on this game because I was intrigued by it. I, I don't know what to expect from Denver. You know, the Broncos, even though their turnover margin is only minus two, they've done a decent job of limiting turnovers, but that's kind of been the driving force between the Cowboys 
and some of its covers this season is the Conley interceptions and the turnovers. Something to keep an eye on. Looking to go 8-0 against the spread. Four team the last 20 years for the Cowboys to start 7-0. Miami is just the fifth team since the merger between the AFL and the NFL with .125 or worse win percentage. All right, this is going deep here, courtesy of ESPN Stats and Info. To lay at least seven points in any game after week eight. Why does that happen? Because they're playing the Texans. So in other words, they stink, but some don't think they stink as badly as the Texans. Miami's failed to cover in five straight games. And we think, welcome back to Tyrod Taylor before getting hurt. He was playing well. Three touchdowns, no picks, had a passer rating of 122.9. Go back even deeper. Miami's lost seven straight since week one against New England. Atlanta at New Orleans, one Eastern game. New Orleans has covered five of its last six against Atlanta. Vegas, since the start of the 2018 season, the Giants are 5-16 and 16 against the spread as a home underdog. It's the second worst mark in the NFL over that span. New England's at Carolina. Christian McCaffrey is back. They're 3-0 against the spread is Carolina. Three-and-a-half point dog against the Pats. 3-0 against the spread without or when Christian McCaffrey plays, 1-4 and four when he doesn't, looks like he's back and is going to play. Buffalo is a double-digit favorite for the second consecutive week. It's the first time that's happened since 1992. It's also the first time that Buffalo's been a double-digit road favorite since 2004. Minnesota at Baltimore. One Eastern. Ravens a six-point favorite. All three of the Ravens, or pardon me, all three of the Vikings road games have gone over the total this season. We mentioned the Chargers and the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, a home favorite for the first time. Sunday afternoon, Packers 7-1 against the spread with seven straight covers. Travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs with Jordan Love as their quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, 10-3 against the spread in his career as a home underdog, or as a road underdog in 3-2-1. As a home underdog, Arizona at San Francisco, Car Cardinals point and a half favorite. Tennessee at the Rams on Sunday night. Tennessee has won three straight games as at least a three-point underdog. And to make sure we cover everything, the Bears at the Steelers, Monday night football. Steelers are a six and a half point favorite. They're 0-3 against the spread are the Steelers as a favorite this season. <sighs> Exhale. All right, one hour down. Let's dive into it. Straight out of Vegas puts a wrap on it. When we come back, we're diving into all the big stories for the next four hours here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 